We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We should get to later. Oh. Okay. It involves a listener and you, as a matter oh, of fact. Okay. Wow. I didn't, now, that's, this part I don't know. That part I don't know. I told you everything I know from the weekend. I have no idea what, what you were doing. Again, I barely saw you at the event. No, whatsoever. I think we saw each other for like 30 seconds. But it was cool to see uh, our listeners out there. We had a great time. The beer, just like last year, just goes down easy. It was it was great stuff. Playoff Pilsner had a ton of fun at Cinder Block. But looking at the wild card weekend, there was a lot of storylines around the weekend that weren't about the quarterbacks that were necessarily playing entirely, right? There's multiple reports that the Raiders are going to aggressively pursue Tom Brady. And they believe he can be a program changer. Now, Tom Brady hadn't even played this weekend. He's playing tonight. We can get to that game later. Actually, really excited for tonight's game. Cowboys Bucks down in Tampa. Is Tom Brady going to pull something out of his you-know-what again? Maybe. I mean, he has so many yeah. times in his career. Maybe. Maybe. I, I do like the Cowboys tonight. But the Raiders and Tom Brady, other, other than Tom Brady wanting to basically promote his brand, I, I still don't get the Raiders part of it here. And even if you're the Raiders, I, I don't get it. This is the single most interesting offseason of quarterbacks I can ever remember. Because more often than not, what we talk about, right? Superstar quarterbacks stay where they go. Mediocre ones move around a little bit. But the mediocre ones are more interesting than normal. I kind of get it if I'm the Raiders. You know why? Because if I'm Josh McDaniels and I don't start winning soon, I'm going to get fired too. And I think desperation breeds this. This is why Chris Ballard's finally going to take a damn quarterback first overall. He's going to buy himself a few years, just as long as the rookie quarterback's not a complete mess. He's going to buy himself a few years with Bryce Young or CJ Stroud or whoever he goes after. Cause Stroud did officially declare today, but it's like, if you're him, you know that you can get. And right now I got to be honest, Tom Brady feels like he's playing for like two or three more years. I don't think he got divorced just to like retire. If he loses this game tonight against the Cowboys. I'm pretty sure he's going to be doing this a couple more years. And as much as I said, I think Tom Brady's kind of done. I never think he'll be the old Tom Brady before. But, I mean, if you look at the stats, he's still better than a lot of other quarterbacks that you can start. I think you said he was cooked. I think with largely, yeah, I did. And I think that um, I meant that like compared to like old Tom. Like, I don't think Tom Brady's ever won in a Super Bowl again. But also, you weren't winning one with Derek Carr, and you sure as hell not winning one with the, the 20th overall pick 
or whatever in the NFL draft or the 30th overall pick. What you know, like yeah, but the Raiders have a top eight pick. I mean, that's the thing. Like the Raiders have, I think I it's know. the eighth pick in the draft. They have an opportunity to trick. Go get even if they went the Tom Brady route. I don't, I don't get that's not a long term play. No, but it buys you two years. You get to save the draft capital. And, you know, you get to pair them up with Devontae Adams. Their problem is the same problem as the Buccaneers. You're not a good enough team, absent Tom Brady, to just have Tom Brady show up and be great. You're just not a good enough team. And then, because, like, and if I were the Raiders and I was interested in Tom Brady, I'd rather just give up the draft assets and go get Lamar. Because Lamar didn't even travel with the team in Baltimore. That thing seems like it has soured. They're done. I don't feel like they want to be in the same room anymore together. It seems fairly obvious Lamar doesn't want to be with the Ravens anymore. And there's Derek Carr. And now Miami's claiming that Tua's going to be their guy to start next year. Now, you can claim that all you want in the offseason. Uh, do you pick up his fifth-year option? Do you like? Are you going to actually show commitment to Tua? Or are you just saying, like, he's our starter, we think maybe? Because Tom Brady makes more sense in Miami than anywhere else. It would if the whole Sean Payton thing came to, to you know fruition. But Sean Payton's not going to Miami. They're not going to fire Mike McDaniel. There was some noise around that before, even – uh, with, with how they performed yesterday against Buffalo, I, I think that'd be a foolish move to fire Mike McDaniel. Uh, that would be ridiculous if you're Steve Ross. The, Steve uh, Ross, the fact but. that he's even close against Buffalo with his third-string yeah. quarterback is good enough for me. He screwed some stuff up in that game. Uh, there's some good that came with that. He kept his team close against a team that was superior to his own. The other part is also, I think, just around the, the quarterback is going to be the Derek Carr end of it. You mentioned the Raiders and what Lamar, but Derek Carr, I mean, he, he's going to, and the Raiders reportedly are shopping him already right now. Like he, he's not going to get cut. I don't believe to me, he's going to get traded. Uh, if you cut him, you get absolutely nothing. Obviously, if you're the Raiders and you still would owe some money. So their, their preference has to be to trade Derek Carr. And I think if you're a team like the New York jets in, in particular, that's exactly who would fit perfectly for what you're trying to do there in the NFC, the AFC East. I mean, Brady in the AFC West would be interesting just because that's the other, why that, would you, if you're like, Brady, why, Brady, why would you go AFC West with Herbert and Mahomes? And I mean, we used to say in Russell Wilson, not to say that anymore, but that's still, the, I guess still, yeah, whatever. Well, part of what's made Tom Brady and he must know this. Part of what made Tom Brady capable of winning all those rings is they were always the one or the two seed. They always had a bye, Gold, every year. Every year in New England, when it was a double bye system, he got a break. Playing less games matters, so it turns out. There are a lot, I just don't know, like, because this is also, uh, Nick, you're a Heisman Trophy voter. How many quarterbacks are going to go in the first round? Four? So four first-round quarterbacks, I feel like, is about the number. Somehow it always ends up being five. There's just some dude we don't think deserves to be in the first round, but ends up getting picked at, like, 31. But let's say it's four. Let's be conservative and say it's four because I'm pretty sure four no matter what. So four first-round quarterbacks. Five capable quarterbacks just floating around, right? Tom Brady, Lamar Jackson, Derek Carr. Like, there are options across the board. So it's like, what are these teams... You can go a lot of different ways. For the first time in a long time, I feel like the quarterback carousel mess is going to be a mess because you got to decide between is it right to finally take a chance and take a young quarterback or do we put Derek Carr on, a, on an already good roster and try to go from there? And something tells me the Jets are going to want to do that because they just did the let's take a guy in the top five of the NFL draft thing and it failed. And it tends to be you don't do the same thing twice in a row, right? Well, we asked Chris Ballard and the Colts, but yes, I, I other or no, Arizona who did do that. They yeah. got rid of Josh Rosen. They went back to Kyler Murray. No, I mean, just like, as far as like trying to do the yeah. same thing twice. I mean, Chris Ballard yeah, tried three to go times. The, the veteran route. That's why like, I don't, I don't believe the Colts would go Derek Carr, even though he's better than the three guys they've tried to bring in in three straight years. Phillip rivers, obviously Carson Wentz uh, and Matt Ryan. 
But I don't know if, if I think Chris Bowers finally realized, like, okay, I got to go draft the guy that we think can be the long-term future franchise quarterback. Stop with this signing and trading for veteran quarterbacks that are on the other side of 30 and, and are going to cost us a ton of money but aren't capable of actually getting the job done. You know what's funny, though? It's like if he had just waited till this year to do it, it actually would have been a pretty good year for it. Like Jimmy, I didn't even mention Jimmy Garoppolo. There's going to be some team that talks him and him starting or Geno Smith. Well, now the report is Geno's going to, the report is that the Seahawks are, will be willing to keep Geno. We'll see if the market blows up too much where they don't think it's worth it. But the report over the weekend is that Geno Smith is likely going to stay in Seattle. At least that's what Seattle prefers. Like there are, yeah, but there are, but that's not a guarantee. And we understand that like they say they want to spend the money now or what is going to come there. It just really kind of changes the, like the whole, I feel like there's going to be, I know we've said this before in a year, but this is like, most of these guys are free. Most of these guys are free or can be free. The other times we just make like the hypothetical guess of, is this guy actually going to leave? And last year was one of the first times we actually saw a big quarterback move in the NFL. Russell Wilson got traded from his team. Yeah, the things we Somebody know for, finally left. The things we know for sure, right? Uh, Derek Carr is getting a new team this offseason. No matter yes. what, trade or release, he's getting a new team. Tom Brady, not staying with Tampa. He's either retiring or getting a new team. Like, we... We know that's the I path. feel pretty confident yeah. on those is going to happen. Jimmy Garoppolo getting a new team. Probably not going to stay in San Fran. Even because they went of, Trey Lance, because, they're going to go Brock Purdy. Because of what Brock Purdy's being able to do. And there's a you know, we, we don't know how that's going to play. There's a chance that they keep Trey Lance and Brock Purdy next offseason, but maybe they did go, maybe they move on from Trey Lance. Like there's movement there that can And then we're like, what do the Bears do? Do they just stick with Justin Fields? Do they take a different quarterback at one and try to trade Justin Fields? Like there's a lot of interesting options. It's a weird it's a it's a super intriguing offseason of quarterback stuff. And it does remind me always to be just thankful. That I can watch it from afar and be intrigued by it for the rest of the NFL and not even have one iota of a question of what's going to take place at quarterback in Kansas City. And hopefully not have to worry either about uh, the, the center position, the offensive line for a while with, with Creed Humphrey. And that's why we're excited. Coming up a little bit later this week on Thursday, you'll have a chance to win an autographed Creed Humphrey football. We'll tell you some more details on Thursday of how to win that. But you have a chance to qualify on Thursday and win an autographed football. Nice little gift right before the postseason starts up this weekend. So that's Thursday right here on Cody and Gold starting at uh, 10 a.m. An autographed football from a future Hall of Famer. We you think so, man. We think so. I mean, look, he's already a second team All-Pro in his first in his second year in the NFL. Been first team All-Pro. Jason Kelsey didn't exist, but he does. So we're going to have to wait a little bit on those first-team All-Pros, and that's the thing that gets you in the Hall of Fame. So, yeah, like you said, coming up Thursday, you have a chance to qualify all day. So if you're listening at any point, the show on Thursday, you'll have a chance to win that Creed Humphrey autograph football. We'll get to Nick's little notes coming up in about five minutes. Uh, But we knew last week Cliff Kingsbury was fired by the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, They still owe him after (laughs) signing into a new contract this past offseason. So they still owe him unless he takes a job elsewhere where there's offset language and things like that. You know, fifteen million dollars or so he still has coming his way. He's also made plenty of money anyway to begin with, and we saw the photo of that house on draft it's night. Pretty nice, it pretty pretty damn nice house that Cliff's living in. The report from Pete Schrager is that Cliff Kingsbury has been offered other opportunities, or at least been offered to discuss them. He's turned them down because he's left for Thailand on a one way ticket, and it's just going to chill in Thailand. No plans on returning right now, which is. The joke we all make, like, hey, man, just pay me to go away, which is what the Cardinals, and he's actually going away for now. Oh, good for him. Good for him. I don't remember ever hearing of a coach doing this ever. You know what this is? This, for our listeners, this is probably the first time we've seen, like, a millennial head coach get fired from a job. He's like, see ya. You're like, wait, you don't want to, like, it's not about the grind. You don't want to just, like, get back out there and get back to coaching. He's like, nope. I'm great. I'm going to buy this one-way ticket to Thailand. I'm going to fly over there. I'm going to turn my phone off and you're just not going to hear from me for like months. I, I kind of respect it. Oh, it, well, yeah. Like I, why I, not? 
I don't have a problem with this at all. Why go be an OC right now? Someone will take you back next year, won't they? Someone would hire Cliff Kingsbury to be their offensive coordinator next season, wouldn't they? Or two seasons from now? Of course. He took a whole year off. He's been an NFL head coach now. He can go back to college if he wants to next coaching cycle. You know what I mean? Like He has got plenty of options still, and obviously money is not a problem. So, yeah, go, go enjoy life. I think, his, I think his girlfriend's like a supermodel. Just enjoy Just go to the beach. Just enjoy life for a couple months. Reset. Don't have to deal with crybaby cry baby Kyler Murray anymore. Like, just enjoy life for a little bit. How long do you think you'll be over there? Oh, like a month. You're not, not going to go there for live there for a year. I don't know, man. I, Can't I you see like it? a month. Linen shirt. Well, yeah, but I, think, just like- I don't think in August Cliff will still be hanging out in Thailand. But, yeah, for like a month or so, why not? Just get away from it. Enjoy, enjoy life. I just don't feel like this is the first time. Like, this is the first time ever I can remember a coach doing it this way. Like just walking on it because normally it's like, all right, I'll go be an offensive coordinator for a year. Or if you really think you can get another head coaching opportunity, you do the sit out the year, but you do like guest analyst stuff in the postseason. All the things that would be available to Cliff, a young, handsome person. He can still do that. Like he'd be on TV right now. He could be in the TV for like they put him on NFL network to talk on a panel before the Super Bowl tomorrow. They don't care. But instead, he's like, I'm buying this one-way ticket to Thailand. I'll see you guys in a few weeks. And, of course, the internet doing digging because nobody can just go with the story. Uh, someone looked it up and said that in Thailand, I guess, you you, ha- you you have to have a return trip. Like, you can't have a travel visa with no return to Thailand. So people are like, Pete Schrager, they're, like, they're, they're questioning Pete Schrager's report because they're like, hey, you can't be a one-way ticket. Like, who cares? Either way, he's staying. Well, maybe what he while. told him is, like, I bought a ticket. I don't know when I'm coming back. Maybe he booked a trip, trip back, but he's like, I don't know if I'm taking that flight. Yeah, and Traeger said, like, well, same a general principle. Ticket. Yeah, he's, he's just going to go chill out. Nice beaches, I think, in Thailand. He's going to like it, I think. It's going to be a happy moment for Cliff. And honestly, you're right. Getting away from Kyler Murray is probably the best thing for your mental health ever. I mean, I... I don't know that he's ever going to work as an NFL head coach. It seemed like he got his job simply on the back, as we've discussed, of Patrick Mahomes having a really great rookie season, or not second year in the league, obviously his first year as a starter. It seemed like that. But, I mean, he could have done a worse job with Arizona. They weren't a laughing stock the entire time. They just fell apart twice. And then this year he lost his starting quarterback due to injury. And Kyler seems like he's impossible to work with. If I were a team, I'd be very interested in his yeah. offensive coordinator. Well, there's plenty of situations where a guy's just not a great head coach, but he's a fantastic coordinator. It feels like in the NFL, that's probably what it'll be for for Cliff. Like, if I'm the Patriots, I would hire him to be my OC yesterday. Jets, I would hire him to be my OC yesterday. Uh, but we'll see. Right now, he has no interest, it sounds like, in coaching. Just live it up in Thailand. Gotta write something down. Nick's Notable Notes. Nothing wrong with Thailand, boys. You been? You strike me as someone that would have been actually. someday. Someday, hopefully, hopefully. Okay. Never been to Asia. That's Nick's plan. When he gets that Arrowhead Pride money, gone. Just waiting. One month in Thailand. Just waiting for that day. All right, guys. Um, I actually had something I wanted to get to today, but the first oh. hour of the show did not go according to plan. There were some, I thought, unnecessary shots taken at yours truly. So I felt I would take this opportunity to sort of. Uh, Clear some things up. Okay. Okay. First things first. Yeah. My words are being twisted, and I don't like that. I don't like when people put words into my mouth. I only like it when people take words <laughs> out of my mouth. <laughs> and I believe it was it was one of you, Bozos, said that I <laughs> claimed that the Chargers had Super Bowl vibes. 
That was Ooh. Alex. Well, you said that you didn't think the Chiefs would beat the Chargers because they don't have Super Bowl vibes. So then you picked uh, the Chargers to win, which means not, Super Bowl vibes. Again, it's not what was said, Gold. I said the Chiefs didn't have Super Bowl vibes. That still statement feel that way? is independent of the Jaguars or the Chargers. But what really upsets me, what really upsets me is the fact that you guys are purporting that I picked the Chargers. You did. To go to the AFC Purporting Championship game. you did. You, did. you absolutely did. You know what, guys? In times like these, I think it's best to not argue. Let's not bicker. Let's just take a listen to the audio from Friday's show. Here, they allowed three points ahead, to the Jets, three points to the Texans, and 16 to the... Like they, the defense, their defense I, is playing it is. elite. Yeah. They are. But Look, you have the Chargers in the Super Bowl, so I know who you're choosing to no, win this game. No, I don't have the Chargers in the Super Bowl, and I'm picking the Jaguars. But... That's such that a doctored audio clip. Conclusive. You know what's audio. great? You know what's great, Nick? Cody and I have access to computers during the break as well. I'll go and cut the audio from earlier in that show that day. That same show when you said they're going uh, to the okay, AFC see, title now, game. Okay, so now we're moving the goalposts. Okay. Moving no. the goalposts. For those of our loyal listeners that listen to the show almost every day, you guys can recall that at the end of the show, that cut he played is what he said. But an hour before that, he said the Chargers were going to beat the Jaguars and go to the AFC title game. So you changed mid-show, and they're only using the last cut. Okay, I, so I'm not allowed to change my mind. Oh, just definitively, where are you? Where were you at at the end of the show? You said, Jaguars, but you still have the Jags being the Chiefs too. So on on Friday, when you do your pick, you're going to pick the Jags to beat the Chiefs. Uh, again, I think I reserve the right to change my mind. Why do I have to just stick with an original prediction? If well, I've changed I three think times. inside the same show, barring breaking news that changes some dynamic of the game. You are held responsible to that, yes. You also picked the Charger in the AFC title game before the year. You have regularly picked the Chargers oh, to get want... past the Chiefs. Yeah. Nick, I wouldn't uh, well, say Nick re- won't help regularly. me. But... I won't help you what? Oh, I was going to pull up. But there's there's also Twitter evidence of you saying you like the Chargers, too. The, the text line's correct. Cody even retweeted a clip from your guys' very popular podcast that you guys do together. It's always game day in Kansas that City, podcast. in which you say, mm-hmm. now in fairness, that was on Thursday. What he's claiming to happen on Friday did happen on Friday. I, 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 See, in his I defense. Just, that's why I just don't like, I don't like these accusations being heard. And whatever happened to being a team, whatever happened to us having each other's backs? You know, I think uh, the afternoon show claims that a lot, like him and Carrington and Rob. They're like, they're on a team. I don't know that we've ever claimed that as a group. I think, (laughs) if anything, we have actually argued the opposite of that, largely as a group, that we are against each other at every turn. So let's just get, I just want to get one thing on the record here. You're you're saying right now we are not a team. So the next time that you, Cody, come up with some sort of plan that you hatch in a matter of, I don't know, 15 seconds or so, that involves Alex and I usually probably definitely having to spend money for one of your little passion projects. Uh-huh. I'm going to remind you at that moment that we are not a team. I'm going to remind you of this conversation that we're having right now. You Do already it, don't support me in those endeavors. You already actively work against me. But when I so work if you want to start you. being a team starting now, then I'm in. And I'll back you up. <laughs> you want to start being a team right now, we can be a team. But, does, okay, does being a team mean I have to blindly support any single idea you That's have? That's what you're asking me of, because you picked the Chargers No, a bunch I'm just asking you this one time. I'm asking <laughs> you this one time to just support me. You don't feel supported enough? No, I don't. I feel like I'm being attacked, and it's not right. <laughs> and it's not fair for everything I've done for you guys, for everything I've done for this show. 
I put it all on the line every day. I think I think what makes it what would make it okay is if you just admit it that you chose it and you were wrong once. I thought the Vikings were going to go to the NFC title game. I was wrong. Okay, it but, happens. No big deal. I made a mistake. Listen, guys. Listen. Part of being such a polarizing figure in this <laughs> media landscape is sometimes you know, you're going to say things a little controversial, and if you can't handle it. I would suggest just getting out of the kitchen. Can't handle it? That's you, you were wrong. You can't handle being wrong. No, but, you no, know what? Listen to you, man. Even Emmanuel Cody, Acho, you sound unhinged. who's kind of a blowhard. <laughs> you sound Emmanuel, like Emmanuel Acho right Emmanuel, now. You're screaming. Emmanuel Acho will just like sucks, go to the depths the of the Emmanuel earth sound like to defend horrid takes. You're defending your horrible <laughs> takes rather than just you sound admit like, being wrong once. You know what? You sound like you sound like the guy at the bar on Saturday night trying to start a fight with Alex. You're just screaming and yelling and being bombastic. Let's just have a conversation. Whatever happened to just sitting down and having a civil discourse huh what's wrong what's gotten into you you've changed man <laughs> i mean lately oh you've noticed a change in me lately yeah and i don't like it hmm. what happens when you get home and you're around your wife and kids is what the this hell's the, is that it, supposed to mean is this the kind of father you are oh jeez. you want to do that again it was a simple question i'm not i thought you. we were a family now uh, you're attacking my family oh i don't want to be a, I don't, he's raising his voice glad, again hey, glad you're not my dad Gosh. Like that guy at the like that guy at the bar. You're the dad who's just ripping the belt out of his jeans and saying the difference. <laughs> the difference is here is like that guy at the bar. I will fight you. That's the difference. That guy just meant it. I will physically fight you if that's what it takes. That is a threat. Cody wants to fight Nick. That is a threat, and I will be seeking HR during this next commercial break. How somehow HR? See, this is beautiful. Somehow, over the course of the last <laughs> of your Nick's notable notes, this is why Nick's notes are so notable, Alex is I went from being the villain mm-hmm. to the victim. I, I think so. You did actually make him look better now, Cody. We all because everybody, Everybody's going to forget that he picked the Chargers, and now they're going to remember you. No, they're going to remember that he accused me of being an abusive father. No, That's what they're going to remember him for. No, I asked if you were an abusive father. There's a big difference. It was a simple question. <laughs> I Which I answered him. no many times on this show. Does it, uh, A non-abusive Yelling. father wouldn't Yelling. raise a voice like that. Yelling. That's all I'm saying. Man. I'm at you. It's different. Wow. That was our Nick's explosive notes. <laughs> Man. <laughs> There's one guy in here who's blowing up. It ain't me. <laughs> up next, we'll get to the Chiefs Red Half Hour, and the matchup is set for Saturday. We'll take a look at how we're feeling now that it's the Jags. This is Cody and Gold, brought to you by Gan Asphalt and Concrete. For asphalt, concrete, and parking lot maintenance, Gan Asphalt and Concrete. One contractor, all things parking lot. Trusted in Kansas City since 1994. Online at gannasphalt.com. Don't miss Royals first baseman slash NFL insider, Vinny Pasquantino. This football season with Cody and Gold. My Twitter is about to unload of football <laughs> tweets. First Jets game that I have free on Sunday. It's, it's go time. 610 Sports Radio. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. 
Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Chiefs Kingdom. This is Mitch Holtis, and welcome in to the Chiefs Red Half Hour on Cody and Gold. Every day at 1130 on your official broadcast partner, the Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. It is the Chiefs Red Half Hour brought to you by Greenway Ford. It's a new day, a new way at the all-new Greenway Ford. We'll get to what I think was a scenario we laid out last offseason and now it seems like it's got a chance to actually happen. This go around it involves coaching carousel and a couple of chiefs assistants. So we'll get to that in a couple of minutes, but we now know what's happening this weekend for the chiefs. We already knew they were hosting a divisional round game, but we know the opponent, the Jags going to come to town Saturday, three 30 kickoff. Of course you can hear the game over on one Oh six, five, the wolf. Despite the chargers being the team to blow the lead and lose in epic fashion, which we could all enjoy. We will enjoy all offseason. Thank you, Brandon Staley. There's no way anybody can choose them to win the division again next year, right? Well, there'll be some idiot. But I still think the Chargers were the more dangerous team. Does that make sense? Like, Absolutely. The more talented team. And so if you gave me the pick, Chargers or Jags, even after that great comeback and how great Trevor Lawrence played in the second half, I'm still happy they're playing the Jags Same. And, not the, and not the Chargers. I mean, I think that I think you can still understand uh, how clearly the Jags kind of are having, uh, you know, a special type of season. The Jags locker room is clearly very tight. Doug Peterson has a firm grasp of that football team because a lot of teams could have just completely gone south after a devastating first half. When you're when your starting quarterback is making interception after or a interception. devastating three to seven start to the year. Like, that I mean, too. this is the, yeah. the and I think he said it in the postgame report, Trevor Lawrence it's kind of indicative of their entire season. They have been down and out and gotten themselves down and out a bunch, like on their own accord. Not like it's somebody else put them there. Like they buried themselves a couple times this year and had to dig themselves out. I don't love that about a playoff team because like a team you're facing, right? That's doesn't that scare you a little bit about the Jags. Adversity is not a problem for them. And a lot of times I, I attribute that to the quarterback when, or the head coach, Things that we normally joke about Kansas City having a huge advantage on. And they look, they still got the better coach. They still got the better quarterback. But the gap there, and especially in coach, is much better in favor of the Jaguars. And at quarterback, look, every year when we have to re-rank the top 10 quarterbacks in the NFL, if there's yet another quarterback who goes further in the postseason than Justin Herbert, 
We have to have a conversation. Now, Herbert still put up too many good numbers for too many years to probably leapfrog him over one single postseason game. But that's the thing. It's like the further you get, maybe you are getting at least the tougher playoff quarterback in Jacksonville because Herbert doesn't win big games. Doesn't win him against the Chiefs. He certainly didn't win this only playoff game he's ever been to, and he doesn't get himself to big games because they lose too many games they shouldn't. Yeah, for me, it's it's the the fact that I watch the Jaguars also defensively, and you know, we we spent all three of us a great deal of time talking about the Jaguar or the the Chargers defense and what they had done in the back half of the season. And for the for the first quarter, first half of that game. You're looking at the Chargers defense. You're like, oh, no, it's it's legit. It wasn't fluky despite playing, you know, uh, Malik Willis and Russell Wilson and Nick Foles during the stretch where the Chargers defense played great. I mean, they forced the four turnovers in the first half. You're like, oh, no, this Chargers defense is legit. Look out. And the second half, yeah, the offense, you shouldn't be able to blow a lead. But also defensively, they couldn't get a stop. They let up a touchdown on four consecutive yeah, they, drives. They, they could not get a stop. You know, so that, that'll be, you know, the momentum. The Chargers obviously have all the, the momentum. The job of Doug Peterson, of course, heading in this game Saturday is going to be trying, you know, the emotions of that win, the Waffle House trip. All that has to go to the side now as they get ready to come to uh, come to Arrowhead. But I, I like the Chiefs playing the Jags versus the Chargers and the Chiefs are eight and a half point favorites. And I expect the Chiefs will be locked in after a bye week as Andy Reid post bye week. And we'll have the rest of the week to talk about the first matchup in which the Chiefs were one of the few teams. I, I can't remember the exact stat. We'll look it back up again when we talk about it. Um, but I remember the day after the game. Up until the Chiefs beating the Jags when the Chiefs turned it over three times, it was like only one other time a team had won turning it over three times, and that's and and and, and that was the Chiefs were one of those teams. So it was a weird game the first time they met. I guess the question I would ask myself about the Jags is this game scary happen is what is the single thing that scares you the most about them? Because if I had asked that about, you know, like the Chargers, right? Like what's the thing? And we can even leave quarterback out of this for a minute because we understand that. Because Trevor Lawrence is good, that's semi the answer. And to me, I think it's Doug Peterson. I don't like how, like, from a from a playing them perspective, they are organized. Like you said, they have an identity. They have taken free agents that we've kind of mocked and turned them into very productive seasons, almost their best seasons they've had as professionals in Ingram or Christian Kirk. And so the the coaching level of this is. He's creative, and he wins games he shouldn't. They should not have won a Super Bowl against Tom Brady with Nick Foles at quarterback, but they did because he's creative. He is as cre- – or he's, you know, he seems to be as creative as Andy Reid. That is the thing that scares me the most. It's not Travis Etienne. It's not Kirk. Like, look, if we said the 49ers, my answer might be Christian McCaffrey. I know they faced him the first time, and he got like seven carries, and each team answer would be a little bit different. But for, or like, maybe we've talked about like how good Gabe Davis does against the Chiefs and constantly burns them. But against the Jags, it's just the coach. No one on the field sends terror into my heart. Their defensive line as a unit doesn't strike fear into me. It's not that. It's just, it's Peterson. He wins the games uh, that he shouldn't. So I'm with you on Peterson, and Andy's fared well against his disciples over the years, just record-wise, and obviously the most successful one has been Doug Peterson. Because he's the won Super, Super Got the Super Bowl with Philly. I, I'd say, though, and we'll have all week to talk about it, I get it, but let's not forget, I mean, in, in that game, uh, we came out of that time about Orlando Brown Jr. and Andrew Wiley struggling uh, against both of their edge rushers. And so while they did a good job that it didn't, it didn't seem like it impacted the game, Mahomes gets credit for that. But that was not a, that was not a cakewalk for Andrew Wiley and Orlando, Orlando Brown Jr. against that front four. Uh, and so I, that'll be, like, that's going to be another area that's going to be interesting to watch 
on Saturday. Like, if there's something that concerns me, that would still be it. Like, you know what it is, though? They played a lot better on the offensive line they after have. that game. They have. That was pretty much, if anything, it was like not the turning point, but that's about the time they started playing better. Those final eight games, six games of the year, that's when they were playing good offensive line play. Like, right now, their offensive line's playing well enough that that's not even, like, my immediate concern for the Chiefs. Yeah, the Chiefs are a better football team than that game. So are the Jags, right? I mean, both teams are much better. The difference, though, we know Jarek McKinnon was not even – he was a pass-blocking guy. I'm sorry, Isaiah Pacheco's first start. Yeah, he wasn't being used in the passing game. McKinnon wasn't at that point in time. And so that's that's a difference. Also, Kadarius Toney and McCole Hardman, uh, maybe we'll see it this weekend, could be on the field for the first time. That was not – together, I should say. That was not something we've seen so far and certainly didn't see in that first matchup. So – Look, there's a re- there's a reason the Chiefs are eight and a half point favorites. Okay, it doesn't well, guarantee a win, but there's a reason the Chiefs are eight and a half yeah. point favorites. It's because they lost the turnover battle three to nothing, and they still handily beat a team. They were up seventeen points in the fourth quarter and had the ball. So I mean, that game was done. Like Jacksonville was done. They didn't, you know, they they kept they and the Chiefs. By the way, if Jacksonville's answering this question, if you say, "Hey, take out Mahomes for a second, because we know that that's the thing you fear the most. You know, Kelsey's probably an answer, right? Because he should fear, you know, he should strike fear into everyone. But they got five sacks against Jacksonville. So as much as you talked about the Jags having a good game on the defensive line in there and the tackles struggling a little bit, Patrick Mahomes averaged 7.6 yards per play in that game. So whatever their defensive line was doing didn't exactly slow him down. He had four touchdowns and 330 yards. The reason why the Jags couldn't score is because they gave up five sacks to the Chiefs defensive line. And that is not when the Chiefs defensive line was playing its best either. Now, they've been near the top for a majority of the year this year. but it, And they've had several of these five-sack games that have buoyed their numbers to making them the second-most prolific sack team in the regular season this year. But it's like, I don't know. With the Jags, it's the coach. I'm worried Doug Peterson's got something up his sleeve, and I don't like it. See, I... Yeah, I get. I mean, to me, Andy Reid coming off a bye week, though, to me, alleviates that concern for me. Like the, oh, look what he, obviously both coaches will have adjustments from the first matchup. There will be looks. I mean, we saw the the smart play design from on that fourth and one for Doug Peterson really that really sealed the game or put him in position to go win the game. But obviously they get stuff there. We're talking about playing the Chargers instead here in Kansas City. Instead, the fourth and one, they it was perfectly executed, perfectly blocked. ETN had an easy route to the sideline and, and ran it up to the, what the 15 yard line or whatever. So yeah, I mean, Jacksonville will, uh, it's, it's not, if we would have talked about uh, a month and a half ago, the potential playoff matchup in the divisional round for the chiefs. Uh, I don't think anybody would have guessed the Jacksonville Jaguars, but they ended up winning the AFC South. The chiefs ended up getting the number one seed and, and we sit here and we know on the other side uh, looming uh, is the bills and, and Cincinnati, which by the way, can I, can I say that I, I saw a lot of this on social media. It's like, we can't look ahead. Look, the team can't look ahead. I can look ahead to the damn AFC title game, okay? Like the, the, I, a person? Yeah, like, like yes. the, the Chiefs can't look ahead to play no, in Cincinnati. You have Buffalo. to be focused as a um, fan or but things the fan, will happen. The, the fans talking about the AFC title game is not going to deter the Chiefs from winning or losing on Saturday, okay? It is okay. Where is it in, though? How uh, far can you look ahead? Uh, nobody associated the with the, the, the coach and, and uh, did, the, Can we the look team. ahead to the draft? We can do that if you want, yeah. Binks okay, already well, doing it. I think the Chiefs should draft a running back in the first round. Okay. Well, they need to they need to get a replacement for Clyde, and you know Jarek's getting stop, long in the tooth. Stop, so, stop, stop. But you need you need at least two good running backs. Who knows Jarek's going to be able to come back? So maybe get um, I mean Jameer Gibbs out of Alabama, I think would be nope. a steal at the end nope. of the first round. No, nope. it's a game changer. No, nope. I think he would work perfectly in this I, offense. One thing I am so confident in saying is I'm going to call for Brett Veach that we will not have to, to worry about them drafting that. a first round running back in the Brett Veach era again. Can we uh, <laughs> can we run back Cody's comment there? Just I want to get that on oh, the record. Oh, clean, I said clean audio. I will call for Brett Veach to be fired if he takes a first round running back this year.
He's done an excellent job. He might be the second best, third best, first best GM in the entire league. If he drafts another first-round running back, then he deserves it. It's fine. We're good. We got the audio, Cody. You Mm -hmm. you can stop now. That take is less idiotic than taking a running back in the first round. Don't have to worry about them drafting a first-round running back for a very long time. Actually, I kind of want to hear that one back again. You say that that, what you just said. Me calling for Brett Feach is less idiotic than you suggesting they take a first-round running back. (laughs) I think the text line would agree with me. Okay, I'm not saying they wouldn't, but I cannot wait for the day that it happens and you have to sit here and call for Brett Veach's job. In April, I said this year. I didn't how eliminate it from you, any how, possibility. How, how many guys have you said should be fired in the last week? Just, <laughs> I don't know. Just the one, I think. Saley. Oh, yeah. That it, was before this. Now everybody is saying you should be fired. Yeah, I was ahead <laughs> of the curve. You were ahead of the curve, I guess, on that one. Cody, some, Cody, so just else. the two. I, I think, think there was somebody, there's Can you else. imagine if Cody were like in a position of power, if he were like a, a some sort of legislator or politician, how what the empl- unemployment rate would be in this country? <laughs> it would be sky high. It's not a legislator's work. They don't just like fire people. They don't just have okay, the ability. Don't get so political. It was just an example. <laughs> like a business owner would make more sense. Thinking of coaches, though, there is a report that the Tennessee Titans are requesting permission from the Chiefs to interview both Matt Nagy. And Eric Bieniemy, the Titans moved on from Todd Downing, their offensive coordinator, so they have a vacancy there. Mike Vrabel's not going anywhere. He's one of the better coaches in the league. Obviously, their season ended in a disappointing fashion. Had some injuries, and then they lost to Jacksonville in what was essentially a, 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 wild, a playoff game. And so that's why the Jags are in the position that they are in. This is the route you and I had talked about last offseason. And, like, is it better if you're Eric Bieniemy to go be an OC as a play caller elsewhere, away from Andy Reid, and then what are people going to like, if you have success, what is the excuse going to be then for everybody else? You know what I mean? Like, is that the path you need to go? I think it's far more realistic. EB would take the Titans gig than Matt Nagy. If I'm Matt Nagy, I'm, I'm sticking around. I think Nagy came back specifically because he knew flying close to Mahomes is a great thing. He can always put back. People will forget some of the mistakes he made in Chicago. And instead they'll go back and be like, okay, with Andy Dalton and Mitch Trubisky, he made the playoffs twice. Like, they'll forget all the bad, and they'll be like, he made the playoffs twice with Mitch Trubisky? Okay, I mean, maybe there's something there. That's what will happen. The problem with Eric Bieniemy is I fear this move would be a year too late. Two years too late. It's unfortunate. We've made it very clear, and I guess I'll make it clear again. Eric Bieniemy has earned the right to, to be given a chance to be an NFL head coach somewhere. It's absurd that no one in the NFL has given him a chance. But does he have a better chance of becoming a head coach by leaving Kansas City and becoming an offensive coordinator somewhere else? Yeah, he does. Or you can just be the hottest offensive coordinator around and you can go team to team for the rest of your career, taking a bigger check, getting a new challenge, and moving on to the next thing. Because Mike Kafka is a perfect example of how going somewhere and making a mediocre quarterback look great yeah, Daniel Jones. can buoy all of it. Mike Kafka's getting a job. Yeah, Daniel, if it's not this year, it's next. Yeah, Daniel Jones having the best year of his career. Brad Dable gets a lot of credit, but the play caller is Mike Kafka, and that's why he's going to get head coaching interviews. We said the minute he was hired last year with Kafka, we said, hey, man, if he can make Daniel Jones just, I think the exact quote, can he just make Daniel Jones look semi-decent? And that's what he's done. And he's done, yeah, even maybe more than that. Daniel, Daniel Jones was great yesterday against Minnesota. Daniel Jones was fantastic. Uh, and they're going to probably have to give this guy a multi-year extension. You could argue whether or not that still is the right move, but that's just how it's going to go down in New York with with uh, Daniel Jones at this point. He's turned himself into Alex Smithian. Like, I don't think that the he's still got to get the touchdown numbers up a little bit, but he doesn't turn it over. He's really good with his legs. He doesn't make mistakes. 
Like, you can win with that quarterback most of the time. That was Kafka's job. His job was not to turn him into Patrick Mahomes. His job was to make him either. And the, the thing I'd say about, like, the, the, the Titans job in particular is you probably can't ask for a more stable situation. Vrabel's a really smart head coach. He knows what he's doing. He's asked, he will turn the keys of the offense over to you. He let Todd Downing run the show there, and he'll let you do the same. Look, the quarterback part is the only part I'd have some questions over. You only got Tannehill for one year, then what? Yeah. Like, you don't really want to go down the Dobbs or Malik Willis road. It's like, you might be walking into a dangerous quarterback situation if you're Eric Bieniemy versus you could just go be the offensive coordinator for the Jets and, like, Derek Carr, which would be a favorable situation maybe to put yourself in if you're entertaining OC jobs that aren't in Kansas City. Right, and I think, you know, the, the fact that this request is even out there tells you how people around the league feel about uh, what either needs to happen or his standing in Kansas City. Let's not forget, it took a couple months after the season last year until Andy Reid had yeah. a, a sit-down visit uh, with enemy to find out, like, hey, is this going to work for us both going forward? Is this the best thing for you? Is it the best thing for us as an organization? That was, that was up in the air for a month or so, if I remember right after the season a year ago and this go around the fact that a Tennessee Titans team is basically requesting permission to interview a guy and give him the exact same job, except he'd be allowed to call the plays for Tennessee. That's the difference. It tells you like, it's not this unheard of. Like someone mentioned, like, you know, the idea that he has to, from the eight one six, the idea that he has to take a lateral move considering his success is asinine. And I don't think he should have to, but he might have respectful, but other teams are obviously thinking it's a possibility that he would do it or that it's in play. Otherwise no other offensive coordinator for a team is getting offered another team's OC job. You're right. That doesn't happen, but this is also a different situation because everybody knows to this point in time, Eric B uh, should be a head coach, but he hasn't. So maybe him being, does he want to be a play caller or does he want to continue to stick around in Kansas City? And here's what the team see. They they know this is like one of the few things they can pick on a little bit. They know how this has gone, as you point out with Eric Bidemey. They know that there have been long conversations. They know that they had to let go of Mike Kafka, who they thought could be an offensive coordinator because nobody came and got Eric Bidemey the way that they should. They know that Matt Nagy could take over as offensive coordinator tomorrow for Kansas City and would take over as offensive coordinator tomorrow for the Chiefs if Eric Bieniemy were to take another job. They sense weakness, if that makes sense. Not that Eric Bieniemy, but, like, there's an opening. And if you're a smart – this is credit to the Titans. If you are a smart NFL franchise, this is a great move. Trying to steal Eric Bieniemy, a widely respected offensive coordinator from the best offense in the NFL, is smart. Teddy, it's making those decisions Wisely, because you're like, well, we don't have an opening. We like Mike Vrabel. We feel very good about Mike Vrabel, but we need an offensive coordinator, and that guy's great. We'll, you know, and if he'll come here, let's take a chance. And they're going to back up with the like, well, you know, if he's not available, how about Nagy? Because I think in this case, they really actually do want Bienemy. They think, as you've pointed out, they got a better chance at Bienemy. The text line's not wrong. Nobody on this show thinks that Eric Bienemy should have to take a lateral move. But there is, I will say, an argument that it's not lateral. Because you pointed out, if you're going to call plays, is it? If you are the person that people think is the reason the offense is successful, is it? Like Jesse Newell put an article today on the Star, talking to teams around the league and talking about how the Chiefs are seen as the leader of innovation in the entire NFL. And that article is written from the frame mind of pretty much everyone in the league is like, look at Andy, he's a genius. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Getting out of that shadow hasn't been able to be accomplished by B. I know other guys I, if, have, right? Other guys it, have been managed to yeah. do it. Nagy, Kafka, Peterson. 
for EB, they're just not letting him out. If I'm the Steelers, I'm also requesting uh, an interview with Eric Bieniemy. I think that would be – their offensive coordinator hasn't been fired yet. That's probably why. Uh, Matt Canada is horrific uh, as a terrible play caller for the Steelers. You got a young quarterback there if you're Kenny Pickett. Uh, if I'm Mike Tomlin, I'm looking at uh, – if, if the Tennessee is going to do this, I would offer the same type of situation uh, where bringing Eric Bieniemy be the offensive coordinator for your young quarterback that you already have in place, that you saw some glimpses. Make you got Kenny some Pickett play, look good. You got more playmakers. If you're, if you're EB, you got more playmakers to work with in uh, – Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh at the wide, you know, you look at the wide receiver core and you, and you, sure. and the running back. I understand Derek Henry's in Tennessee. And that is, and, and again, it's, it's Mike Tomlin in one of the most stable organizations in the entire NFL. So we'll see if the chief, I mean, we haven't seen if they've granted permission. They've requested, we haven't seen if they've granted. I'm assuming they should. As long if Eric, basically you grant you, you granted if both Matt Nagy and Eric Bami have interest in the gig, then you grant it. If yeah. they're, if they don't have any interest, then you don't grant it, right? Yeah, I think. Well, I mean, from the Chiefs' perspective, you don't want to be viewed as holding anyone back. You can grant permission; they just do it. Like I think, if I were EB, I would suggest doing it, taking the interview. Well, you don't certainly have to, has had plenty of interviews. You don't have to take the job, and this is a different kind of interview, in my opinion. Because I'll tell you right now, if they're interviewing for the OC job, they'll give it to you. So really, it's up to you to decide if you want it. Listen to another organization sell you on why you should be there. He's the third longest tenured offensive coordinator in the NFL. Like it's. Changing is not crazy. Like you look at like Wink Martindale, who is also getting a head coaching interview opportunity because he left his long-standing defensive coordinator job, went to a different defense and made them look really good. And the Colts won't hire him, but will at least give him an interview because they're like, you know what? Turns out no matter where he goes, he makes the defense look good. That's if you're Eric B to me, that is not that there's much. That's the only thing left you can do. That's the only, it, it sucks. I don't, it sucks that he has to do it. But it's, you know, it, it is taking the interview, I think, is the right move for EB, right? We've talked about what jobs he should or shouldn't take. I remember you saying he shouldn't take the Colorado job, right? Yeah. Yeah, this like, would be a, a year ago or whatever. It's just funny now to look that Dion's got the job now. It's just kind of crazy. If, I, if you would have told me a year ago, like, yeah, don't take don't don't take the – Dion's going to eventually be the head coach there. You guys would have been like, what the hell are you talking about? And here we are, and Dion's the head coach at Colorado. Yeah, I don't think I would have seen that coming. But also, EB wouldn't have. That's not the way he would have done the Colorado well, yeah, job. Not, with all due respect to him, like it's just Dion. It's a whole different ball game with him. Like and and the the transfer portal and what Dion's doing. It's right now as far as getting talent in there. Are you fascinated Nobody to see if this can, works? I'm talking about Dion and Colorado. Yeah. Of course, I'm fascinated by it. Yeah, because it worked. But like, it's such a small level. It's like, oh, cool, you made them good at the low levels of college well, football. Look, if, if you're Dion, the talent's all is all coming in. So they're going to be the most. It's going to be the most talented. Colorado roster in decades, Been in a while. right? And in college, but, you don't have to be as good of a coach, but like I, a coach from an X's and O standpoint. So if he has success in the next two or three years, and by success, I'm talking like obviously bowl games. Nobody's saying he needs to win a Pac-12 championship. Eight, nine win games. Then yeah. that Season. to me is where he gets the big opportunity in the SEC. Like he wasn't going to go from Jackson State to LSU. It just wasn't, just wasn't going to happen. You go to Colorado. Have success for a couple of years, which is what he's, I think, possibly going to have. We'll see. And then you do that there, you will have SEC jobs opening up, and that will be fun as well. So we'll see. I'm fascinated. And it works for Colorado because they will like, make themselves not a laughing stock anymore. Yeah. They might go back to being one, but at least at that time, they wouldn't have been. That's right? your, you sure, Colorado Buffaloes, Cody? It'd be nice if they weren't. After Kansas got better, they are now the worst Power 5 program. That's right, man. You guys can take that mantle. Kansas had it for a while. There were the chance there for a bit. Your buffs have that, man. Well, they have it. I mean, I don't know what it's going to turn into this year. Awesome. Again, I keep hearing Boulder's a great city. Great city.
I agree. It is a great city. And I hope that Colorado wins under Deion Sanders. All right, that's the uh, the Chiefs red half hour. Coming up next, we'll get to what's trending and back into one of the great moments from the weekend. Thank you, L.A. Cody and Gold on 610 Sports Radio, brought to you by GAN Asphalt and Concrete. For asphalt, concrete, and parking lot maintenance, GAN Asphalt and Concrete. One contractor, all things parking lot. Trusted in Kansas City since 1994. Online at com. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.